Secrets, secrets, secrets. Everybody has a secret to tell, and they got spilled all over Mystic Falls tonight. Stay tuned as we dive into the nitty-gritty. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, everybody. We are back with Legacies. What an episode. I cannot wait to dive into this bad boy, but first, I'd like to introduce myself. I am your host, Haley Graves, and joining me is Miss Shiksha Matani. We're so happy to be with you tonight. Guys, Shiksha is on six AfterBuzz TV shows, but she is all aware of all the things Supernatural. You can catch her on The Flash, as well as Legacies, plus she's the biggest Legacies and Vampire Diaries fan there is. Yes, thank you for that introduction. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here today. Let's talk legacy. Yes, but before we dive into this episode, just going to give you a quick rundown of what you can expect tonight, because let's be honest, y'all, this episode felt like a mid-season finale. They gave us so much juice. Part of that juice is the Croatoan. We're going to talk all about everything that he brought to this episode, including everybody's dirty little secrets. We're going to talk about how it was Josie's turn to save the day with a little help from Aunt Freya. Hope is back back, like officially back. And we'll touch a little bit on Alaric and the Sheriff's relationship. Then we'll have some news and gossip by Miss Shiksha. And lastly, we're going to talk about our special segment, which is The Merge. There was a lot of duos this episode, so make sure you're brainstorming and thinking ahead of time of your best duo and your worst duo. And then lastly, stick around because we will get into our predictions. So with that, Miss Shiksha, tell me what you thought of this episode, girlfriend. Oh my god, this was a big one. I'm surprised today's episode wasn't actually the like mid-season finale, just because so much happened, a lot more than I anticipated. So I loved it, of course. No, I agree. They really kind of everything that they've been leading up to in this season so far, we just got it all dropped on us all at once. And I'm here for it because we still have, I think, a couple episodes left of this season. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting for all of us to see where they continue to take all these storylines. Yeah. But... We we have two left, right? Two left. I think... I'm pretty sure it's two. I think I saw somewhere online that it's two. If you're in the live chat with us right now, let us know if that's also what you're seeing. But we know that this was not the mid-season finale, so Mm -hmm. we got to talk about it all. Beginning with the Croatoan. Yes. So, just to kind of clarify for everyone, because it was a little strange, so the Croatoan was the monster of this episode, and basically we learned that the Croatoan was not an extension of Malivor, but it was an extension of Sebastian and his storyline. We learned that the Croatoan was conjured by a witch back in Sebastian's time named Cassandra, who is also a love interest of his. And we basically learned that Croatoan was created for self-sacrifice almost. Yeah. So what did you think of the Croatoan's just kind of storyline and how they used it in this episode? I honestly thought it was a really cool and creative way to do the whole hope thing and bring her back um, because it's all about secrets and things like that. And it was really cool, too, because we got to learn a little bit more about Sebastian and his background, which we've been craving for so long because they haven't really given us much. So, yeah, it was interesting to see Sebastian so vulnerable and telling us his side of things. Yeah, I agree. I thought last week I did... 
slightly complain a little bit because that was supposed to be Sebastian's big episode, and then we didn't get much. Mm -hmm. So this episode, the fact that they took the time to tie in Sebastian, and we really almost learn about his kind of, for me, his whole history, essentially. We know that he was the monster in Mystic Falls, and he was basically killing or sucking the blood of everyone in the town. The councilman then called upon Cassandra to figure out who this monster is. However, she knew that it was Sebastian because she was in love with him. So she ends up conjuring the Crotoan, who then starts purging on the people that have secrets in the town, which is everybody. And we learned that also in this episode. So let's start talking about a couple people's secrets. Yes. And I guess we can just start at the top. What did you think of Sebastian's secret? Like, yeah. why didn't why didn't he tell us this from the get-go? Well, I... Oh, no, I remember why. Remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really a secret for him True. so much. But was a secret was MG... With yeah. Sebastian yeah. and the fact that now Sebastian can be seen by everybody, mm-hmm. and I thought that it was interesting that the way the way that they handle that too, for sure. Um, yeah, the MG Lizzie angle. Yeah, things. I think my favorite part about the Croatoan was just the little uh, nugget they gave us, and the fact that they're starting to incorporate Kim, who is Caleb's sister. Yes, and by they really blend her well into this episode because she comes out as this history buff. And yeah. she's talking about, oh, I know what the Croatoan is when they're having their super squad meeting about how to defeat it. She's like, oh, I know what it is. Roanoke. She's like, mm-hmm. Roanoke was a city that everyone basically got killed and all that was left on the tree was engraved Croatoan. Yeah. And so I thought it was really clever that they used her in that way to kind of set up who the Croatoan was going to yeah. be. Um, but speaking still about some secrets. Yes. So we know about Josie's secrets yeah what did you think of Josie initially lying about going to Richmond on a field trip and going to see Aunt Freya you know what I think that it was smart I think it was a good way for her to handle such a big secret you know because we've been unsure about Josie's character this entire season as to where she's headed is she getting darker is she still good and sweet Um, she definitely has an edge to her this season that we didn't mm-hmm. see last season. Um, but yeah, so she could have handled that a lot worse. And mm-hmm. the fact that she was, you know, saying she didn't know what to do, she didn't know how to handle it, and she needed a push, and she went to the right person to push her. Yeah. So it was really mature. Yeah, I I agree. I think it was smart of her to choose to go to. We now have the episode that is finally here with Freya. Um, and they kind of did, this is a little bit of a side thought, but they kind of did with Freya what they did with Sebastian last week. Like, it's the episode, it's the episode, yes. it's the episode. And then Freya was in, like, three scenes. So Not even? Yeah, so that was a little hard for me. But I will say, touching on what you mentioned about Josie and her edge, that for me, I thought that she was going to go full dark Josie. Yeah. But instead, Josie uses black magic again. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was a spell was a part of it, black magic. Yeah, it was. And she's using black magic again for good. Yeah. Which is kind of what Vardamus keeps preaching at her, which now we know is Ryan Clark, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when she knocked Freya out, I was like, Phew. Yeah. That ain't a good sign. No, yeah, when 
Well, I think that they were teasing us. The writers yeah. were teasing us because I think, I mean, they know what we're thinking of Josie and they know where they want her to go. So I thought that was kind of cool because they made us think one thing and it ended up being something else. So it was more of a surprise. Yeah. I like that Josie's using black magic for good. I worry about okay. her mental health, yeah. though, as a result, because it's obviously having negative effects on her mm-hmm. and her personality and yeah. the things that she does. But she's still holding on to that goodness, and that means that there's hope for her. But is she, though? Because I think she's walking a very fine line right now. And she's kind of in this gray area where she could honestly go dark or light almost out of the snap of a finger. Because she admits later on in the episode that her whole reason for going and figuring this all out was for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. Because she wanted to know who Hope was, and I'm sure deep down inside it was with the hope that, see what I did there? (laughs) Yeah, that That, was (laughs) um, Landon wasn't in love with her, and he truly loves Josie, but womp, womp, womp. Yeah. It's not the case. So she calls her mom. So we get a little glimpse. I, that's what I think I also loved about this episode was we got some originals. They brought up Caroline. Yeah. Later on, we'll get in talking about Matt Donovan. So it was just cool that they really kind of gave us all three in this episode, which I really enjoyed. That's the fact true. that they can continue to weave the three together. Like Julie Pleck does an amazing job of making sure that all three different shows have some underlying tones of one another. But you're not, right, yeah. actually. Yeah, I love that. And and not just that. So Josie's down there, she gets this spell, she calls her mom, mm-hmm. who we don't think answers. Right. What were you thinking as she called, say, Caroline instead of calling a lark? Um, you know what? She's a sixteen year old girl and she needed her mom. <laughs> it was so sweet. I mean, and it makes sense when you think yeah. about her age and all the pressure on her. Yeah. Um and honestly, her relationship with Alaric has been kind of coming, like, you know, off and mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, it makes sense for her to call her mom and try to get some help. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Yeah. I mean, we know Caroline, but still, like you said, was mm-hmm. it a voicemail? Was it an actual call? Yeah. Um. So they left us wondering, but I'm really happy with the way it kind of turned out. In I agree. End. I like how Josie was able to admit that what really pushed her to want to do the right thing. Not only was this call with Caroline, but also the fact that she saw Hope's family's photos with Hope in them. And Mm -hmm. she basically says, like, Hope has a family, too. Yes. And that's kind of been something that I'm glad they recognized because Hope has been a loner. And we see it in the final episode or the Mm -hmm. final scenes that Hope is alone. Roth calls her the lone wolf, you know. And so just to kind of remember that she does have a family, an awesome, badass, freaking witch duo family and yes. that she can lean into. And I hope the writers continue to give us more of that. Yeah, actually. So Carlos Hernandez in the comments is saying not to mention the pictures at the bar yep. of other original characters. That yes, was another I, cool I like that, out. too. I really like that, yeah. too. Um, so from there, so Josie goes back. She blasts. The Croatoan that everyone has been collectively fighting, the Super Squad has been doing their best to fight, and everyone's starting to get their suspicions about Hope. We see them in the gym. Mm -hmm. Hope has all this knowledge. It's obvious that Lizzie knows why she has all this knowledge, but they're doing an okay job at covering it up. Mm -hmm. So the first little squad members in that we have, we'll start with kind of, 
let's do Lizzie and Landon. Okay. So the fact that they have a secret and they're with each other and it's probably the worst secret of them all. Yeah. But then that's when, so they're fighting, avoiding the Croatoan, whatever, and then it doesn't come down, or it comes down to Hope and Lizzie being together with the Croatoan. They start rattling off secrets about each other going back their whole (laughs) lives, which obviously this could have only happened in this moment with Lizzie, and that's what I thought made it great, because also, kudos to the writers, Lizzie's role in this episode was so funny. She was 100% the comic relief with all of her one-liners, like, referring to, I guess, referring to Landon as a muggle. Yeah. Whenever (laughs) she was talking to Hope, like, those little drops that make it very culturally relevant, I really appreciate that they do this. I remember a couple episodes back they referred to Ethan as Tom Brady. Yeah. I was like, that's good. They're good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, like, their one-liners are really great. Um, (laughs) But anyways, sorry to get sidetracked there. Um, So... And Star Wars. Yeah, tonight with the Ewoks. (laughs) Yeah. But, so we see them in the gym. They're trying to fight off the Croatoan, and then Josie comes in and does her little spell and blasts him. Yes, with the memories of hope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, just going back to the one-liners, even when she saw Sebastian, um, that, oh, God, I'm having another psychic (laughs) break. (laughs) That was really good. Like, her comic (laughs) earlier this episode in a heavy episode was very noted. Um, But, yeah, so Josie blasts everyone back with their memories, and as they wake up, everyone's secrets come to life. Yeah. Um, it was, I'm so proud of Josie, I guess. Can we be proud of her? Yeah, we can. <laughs> I am, because we've seen her struggle. Yeah. We know what this meant for her. Yeah. Um, and she did it anyway. Yeah. I you think, know? I think for being 16 and knowing the hurt that's going to come after it was huge for her. Yeah. And I think they put a lot of emphasis on that hurt, which don't want to get too far into predictions but it just makes me even more worried for the again the fine line i said that she's walking on right now yeah and she just kept emphasizing that this was going to hurt her a lot yeah um but so let's kind of talk about who do you think had the worst kept secret that now with the memories of hope coming out it's it's they're the worst off i guess by remembering hope oh that's a great question the worst off you could say Raph, you could say Joe. Tell me why. Um, okay, well Joe we know because yeah. she could lose Landon to Hope. Yeah. Raph because now he can't go after Hope. Yeah. And in the beginning, Ra- uh, Landon was his wingman yeah. for Hope. Yep. So now he's like, I just I can't do this to him. Yeah. Um, so he's worse off. Who else? Yeah, see for yeah. me for me I wanna dive into them a little bit more. So like with Roth, we see him. Oh, that was a great scene. Like, Peyton Alex Smith did a really, really good job because he's been so cute in all these episodes. Just his affections for Hope are really coming through. And then this episode, we see him staring at her and openly admitting to being distracted by seeing her presence. And then he wants Landon to be his wingman so he can be around her and spend time with her. He tells her that he's mm-hmm. more comfortable when he's talking to her. And then at the end, when all his memories come back, like, my heart broke a little bit. All of my rope lovers out there, I was really sad because yeah. I don't know if this means that there's not going to be anything between the two of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've kind of, I almost liked the thought of it potentially happening rather than the thought of it never happening. And Roth is 
a good dude and a good friend and basically says, hey, Landon's always had my back. It's time for me to have his. We can't be friends anymore. That was yeah. that was crazy to me because he knew his feelings for Hope prior to Hope's memories being erased. And now that they're back, it's like y'all were friends beforehand. Mm-hmm. So you, like, I don't know. Like, do you think it was selfish? Let me know in the comments because I'm really conflicted into mm-hmm. how Roth handled that situation. Yeah. Like, are you happy that he told Hope his feelings about her? Yeah, I think that putting everything out in the open is always best, being truthful. <laughs> I, I know. But, you know, it's a little crazy in the beginning, but then it'll settle Philosoph- down. Philosopher. Shiksha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do think that he was right for telling the truth. But giving up the friendship, I understand where he's coming from. It's just too hard for him, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to do anything against Landon. And I think that if he could be friends with Hope right now, he's just afraid of, of doing something that would go against his friendship. So yeah. I respect him for that. But you know what? I changed my answer. I think Hope is worse off. She mm, loses okay. Landon. She's losing okay. Raph. She's losing yeah. Joe. So yeah. she was alone before because nobody remembered her. And now yeah. she's alone because they do. Yeah. Which was ultimately her biggest fear to begin with. Yeah. Was she decided to go into Malivore because she realized that everyone was going to be better off without her. Or even when she came yeah. back and she was talking to the prism thing, you know, she asked Landon, is everyone happier without me? And he couldn't say no. And now it's kind of all coming to life that not that people were better off without her, but that now with her, their lives are harder. Well, because they moved on. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and, and I think that's going to be the, one of the coolest parts about what they're doing with all the characters right now is because we had a basically a timeline where everyone remembered Hope and they had their lives there. Then we had a timeline of everyone without Hope. Now those two are going to merge. Mm-hmm. And we're going to really see what relationships strengthen and which ones fall apart because of it. A relationship yeah. that might fall apart is Landon and Josie. I, yeah, again, I will, I will give her kudos here because she handled that really really well for a conversation you're having with a guy that you're in love with yeah it's kind of like the hard conversations hope also had with him like Mm -hmm. this guy that you're in love with just found out that he was madly in love with another woman and it's not you and so he's having to really sort out his thoughts yeah Yeah, it's insane but Um, i don't feel bad for landon (laughs) <laughs> okay, wait. Before we go into that, um, we have a lot of people commenting on the Raph and Hope situation. My team Ropers. Oh, man. Okay, so Ted B says he's scared that he will act on his feelings, and I'm happy he told her. Yep. You have Tarian Price saying, I'm happy about Raph, but that's going to backfire because Hope sees him as our BFF. Hmm. Um, Billy Jean Girl 24 says, but when they didn't have his memories, Landon was helping Raph with Hope, so he knows Raph's feelings. That's true. He does yep. know his feelings. Yep. Um, that's a good one, Billie Jean Girl. That's a good point. Yeah, that's because, a really good point. And hey, hi, I recognize you, Billie Jean Girl. <laughs> um, but I think that that's a good point because Landon also, I will say, kind of has this like charm and this kind of good dude approach this season. Mm. So without getting to predictions, because we will do that, so stay tuned because we'll get into our predictions. But um, I can see him kind of doing the whole bro thing and being like, hey, man, I love Josie now. That's who I'm going to pursue. And my feelings for Hope were real. But I can see Landon just making this really complicated and just being like, I don't know what's real and what's not real, but I know Josie's real. And mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can just see him being 
the most complicated about all of this. It's going to be really intense. And I think that that's what next episode is about. Yeah. Yeah. So that, wait, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so we have their secrets. And then ultimately we end up seeing MG having to remember Hope. And yes. he has to tell Lizzie about Sebastian. And I want to say the last time we saw Lizzie and MG interact, she was telling him she don't want to be friends with him anymore. Yeah. And so now she's, ha- now he's having to explain to her, hey, yeah. surprise. You aren't crazy. <laughs> How do you, what do you think is going through MG's head during all of this? Um, oh shit, what am I gonna do? And I don't wanna lose her forever. But can I just say yep. that, um, I'm really, really, really glad because this is the first episode that MG is not falling all over Lizzie. You are right. right. It was First refreshing, time. man. Oh my god! Yes, it was so freaking refreshing. Yeah. I was waiting for that because it's been annoying me this whole season, and now with Kim in the picture, he kind of forgot about Lizzie a little bit, yeah. and I was very okay with that. Yeah, and Kim comes with her own problems with Caleb yeah. and all that, but that's okay. I'm ready to move on with new girl problems with Agreed. MG. So, and yeah. it's not. I was always afraid that with Kim, I didn't know the extent of her knowledge about Caleb and the rest of the Supernatural, but hey, she is knee-deep in it, ready to go swimming now. So I don't think that's going to be a conflict. The only conflict there is obviously going to be she is Caleb's sister. Um, But, so from there, let's see, who else had a secret that got Um, blurred? Wait, (laughs) what was your favorite one between Lizzie and Hope when they were going down memory lane and telling the secrets? Um... What's yours? When she said, I killed your hamster. <laughs> or when she what made the- <laughs> her cheat on their finals. Oh, yeah, no. What about the fact that she had a crush on Joe? That was interesting. Let yeah. me know in the comments what you thought about that. The fact that she admitted to having Hope a crush on Joe. Joe when she was 14. Because I know we've had several people mention in the comments that y'all could see Joe and Hope being together. But obviously Lizzie said, nope, it's not going to happen. And hey, maybe that was the writers just telling us don't bark up that tree. Yeah. But it was an interesting little nugget dropped in there. I think you're right. I think it's the writer saying, hey, we thought about it. We don't want to go there. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I that was the best one for me. I think it was just funny to see Lizzie's reaction yeah. to that. And yeah, the cheating of the school. That yes, was funny. it was great. I liked that. And yeah. then, so, then at the end, once everyone's memories are back, that's when we get to see Freya a second time. And I just have to say how happy it made me, that little love moment where Hope finally feels at home with yeah. someone. And it was encouraging. I wonder if... Um, have you read anywhere, anyone out there watching, have you read anywhere that Froa, Freya, Froa, Froa, am I thinking about Frogio? <laughs> um, that Freya is going to be a recurring character? I have not read that, um, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. If you guys know, let us know. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it either, and I think that we were owed a little bit more I know, Freya. I know, or at least, crazy? at least maybe some episodes where Hope can continue to learn from her and, like, take some trips down to New Orleans. I think that some crossovers there would be really cool. Now that they remember Hope and they know that she's off fighting monsters, aren't they going to do something about it? Her family? I mean, they're not going to be happy about that. Well, because they did mention also when they were in New Orleans that um, Freya mentions that her wife has been keeping an eye on the Salvatore School. Right. 
Yeah, so why haven't they created... I just had a light bulb go off. Sorry, keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, why haven't they created more chaos yeah. in regards to hope and all this danger she's had to go Which through? Which they might now. They, they very well mm-hmm. might. But So with that, we're going to kind of segue and start talking about Alaric and the sheriff and that... This is really interesting to me because, so Alaric, his memories came back, but when they came back, he was in the presence of the sheriff who has no trust in him, and the whole episode, she was very snarky at Alaric because we know that he stood her up very boldly, Yeah, and they're together, but then he kind of pulls a trick on her and tells her everything. And she is not having it, which is different than the sheriffs of the past than the sheriffs of the Vampire Diaries because they all were kind of open to the concept of this existing and understanding the need to align with the supernatural in order to protect everyone. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like for the greater good. But she does not see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, the sheriff, I don't like her much. That's okay. <laughs> Say it proudly. I'm not liking her um, just because... You know what? It was smart of Alaric to tell her the truth, kind of test her, what would mm-hmm. her response be, and then erase it. Yeah. I wish we had that luxury in real life, yeah. but we don't. <laughs> um, I don't like her because Alaric does need a partner, somebody he can trust with all of it. Yeah. I think what's upsetting me more, kind of how I was so annoyed with the whole MG Lizzie angle, I'm annoyed with the whole Alaric angle. Like, he's just okay. completely apart from everything He's been, he made a mistake. He was protecting the kids. Yeah. So what? Now he's just not allowed near them at all? It's just BS, I think. Yeah, it's interesting what they're doing with him and his storyline because yeah. I definitely thought the sheriff was there to be um, his love interest. Mm-hmm. And all signs have pointed that direction. But now we're seeing it more so point in her being a potential conflict for the Salvatore School, for Alaric, and for all of these kids. Yeah. Is anyone in the live chat commenting on that? Um, The live chat's actually mentioning Freya. So Charmed Original saying the Freya actress is on Roswell. She guessed it because its creator wrote for the originals. She only got four minutes of screen time because that's all her schedule allowed. Oh, wow. So she's busy, busy. So that yeah. basically means she will not be Becoming. a reoccurring character. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, going back to the sheriff and Alaric. I just don't like the dynamic. I don't yeah. like what they're doing with Alaric. I love Alaric, and I want him back in the school, trusted, and I want to see the students going to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope that they do that by the end. And, well, they'll, I mean, the sheriff being there, who we haven't seen, though, are her kids. Except this episode, we it's got Ethan bit. sprinkled in a little bit. Let me know what you think about Ethan and Hope at the beginning of this episode. Uh, I feel like it's adding more to the crazy that is Hope's life. (laughs) And we don't need more. I know a lot of you guys are all for Ethan or Maya with Hope. I'm not because we already have too much going on with (laughs) Raph and Landon and now Josie. So, well, hopefully not Josie. But, um, yeah, I think that as of right now, they're not very important characters. Yeah. They haven't really done much for us. See, I feel like the writers are carefully placing them to where it will all come back and make sense for us. At least Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to think that they're going to do. Especially in this episode where we have all the chaos and so much being thrown at us. And ultimately, Hope kind of having no love interests, which Landon partially, but 
that's about it. And so mm. I'm like, maybe that was the whole reason they gave us all this info and they just touched on Ethan in the beginning and gave us a little scene of the two of them for us to kind of forget about it and then bring it back as them being a thing. Because right now mm. I could see Ethan would be the only sort of new beginnings for Hope. And I think that's what she ultimately needs right now. Interesting. Yeah. So you're for it. I kind of am. Sure. Okay. Let's agree to disagree then. All I'm right. not. I'm I gotta not think it. of a ship name for them. Of uh, for Ethan and Hope. Because Heathen would be bad. No, that would not. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> That's a bad one. And, um, huh. I was gonna say. Um, they could be Hothen. 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 Guys, let us know. I'm not really sure what we should call them. Uh, we had Logan Knight saying that he doesn't think. The writers know what to do with Alaric. Well, that's fair. I agree. I just yeah. they don't know what to do with him. He's the only adult, really. Yeah. And Dorian is barely existent. Is not even there. And we yeah. and then now we know what they've done with Bartimus's character and Ryan Clark. So yeah, that's gonna that's be interesting. True. But so with yeah. that, let's we have a lot of predictions. So stay tuned. But before we get to it, Miss Shiksha is gonna bring us some news and gossip. All right, guys. So when E.T. asked Ian Summerhalder, who was Damon Salvatore on um, Vampire Diaries, in an interview, he said he'd love to come back to Legacies, but not as an actor, as a director. Apparently, when Paul Wesley, who was Stefan Salvatore, directed an episode in season one, he called Ian and told him it was amazing and very emotional. He loved seeing all their old sets. So I'm hoping Damon comes back as an actor, but it would be cool to see him direct an episode, too. Yeah, it would. Um, in season one, they actually kind of mentioned Stephanie Salvatore for a brief mm-hmm. second. So I'm actually really hoping they bring her in to the school. And maybe it's been a they- huge, 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 huge topic of discussion if yeah. they're going to do that or not. I would be all for it. I really would. I would love it, honestly. Yeah. Um, in other news, we have... Sebastian and MG, the actors, they have a lot of tension on screen, but the actors are actually really good friends. Um, the MG actor... Quincy Faust. Quincy Faust. Yep. He said in a quote, oh man, about Sebastian, oh man, he's so dope. We make each other laugh so, so, so much. It gets almost distracting sometimes, but he is a professional, so we're always able to get it back to the work after a good amount of play. So, yeah, I think that's so cute. They have a cute little bromance I going know, on. they really do. Yeah. I was, like, scoping out their Instagrams to see if we could have, like, they had any, like, bro moments. But yeah. they, they haven't posted anything, but I'm still holding out hope. Yeah, <laughs> hope. It's so easy. It's so easy. It really is, though. Um, Yeah, I love that they have a bromance, especially now when I see them on screen and I see the tension. I'm just imagining them filming this and trying not to laugh, you know? I really really was like, how many scenes did it take for them not to, like, bust out laughing at each other? (laughs) Really? Um, And lastly, just a reminder that there is no episode next week because it's Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. Yes, we'll be back on December 5th. But yes. now it's time. Thank you for that news, Shiksha. Now it's time for the merch. Ooh. Ooh. Are so we doing this now? for those of you <laughs> joining us, the merge is our special segment in which we decide every week which was the best duo and the worst duo of the episode in honor of what the um, two twins are going to have to end up dealing with. So, 
Shiksha, give me your best duo. Okay, best duo, definitely Lizzie and Landon. I thought it was funny. Okay. Yeah, because there's no um, romantic tension there. Yeah. So it's just friendship, and it's it's cute. It's and funny. I don't even know if we could call it friendships. It's more like just two people that got forced in a room together, yeah. and they made it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they can be real with each other, because yeah. there's, again, no tension. Yeah. Um, so I loved them together. I don't think we've seen that much of them together. Um, I did not like the sheriff and Alaric. Oh. It just made me uncomfortable. You were really, you were really out <laughs> on this. I was. It was just uncomfortable. They didn't trust each other. Um... They, you know, she she's obviously not a trustworthy sheriff. I'm already not happy with the whole Alaric situation. So, yeah, not feeling it, it's personally. Fair. It's fair. Yeah. My best duo, this is an interesting one, but my best duo is actually, in a weird sense, Sebastian and MG. Because they okay. make progress together and we see them start to trust each other. And I just liked the way that whole scene was directed as um, Sebastian is telling us about Cassandra when all of his memories come back. And then the fact that he really calls out MG for his ish, which is mm. the best part because no one just really tells MG how it is. But yeah. now he kind of has what hopefully, will be a friend, that their stories are very parallel. You know how he was saying, like, he's going after this woman that he puts on a pedestal and he's always trying to save her. Yeah. And, like, they're, and Sebastian said it really, really beautifully. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, their stories are actually super, super similar. So I wonder if Sebastian, in his interest for Elizabeth, like, if that somehow ends up all working out for their benefit. So I thought the two of them actually worked really well together. And I loved the scene that you just saw Sebastian kind of surrender to MG and let him take the necklace yeah. off of him. That, to me, was a big sign and a big step forward for our evil guy, Sebastian. Nice. And then my worst duo. Mm, I guess would have to be... In a weird, twisted way, to me, it's going to end up being, like, Landon and Roth because of the whole hope complex now. Oh, okay. So, like, they were, like, great in the fact that Landon was being, like, a great friend. But then now they ended up being horrible because when the memories came back, there's Mm. all this confliction and tension now between that complicated situation. So they're the worst for me. Okay. We didn't agree at all then this time around. No. Interesting. So I'm looking at the chat um, Ivan Soto said, best is Hope and Landon. Worst is Josie and Freya. I agree with the Josie and Freya. I didn't love that dynamic. Um, Adam Rodriguez said, Lizzie and Hope are the best duo in this episode. Back um, to back weeks, best duo for them. Yeah. Logan Knight said, surprisingly enough, my favorite duo was Lizzie and Landon since it was funny and kind of adorable plus nerdy. That's okay. uh, that's like you. They're on your side. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon Bowie said, my merge duo for this episode was Hope and Ethan. I love Ethan's actor and his chemistry uh, yeah. with Hope's actress is on fire. I agree with you. 100% agree. Okay. Um, you have Charmed Original saying, best Frey and Josie, worst Alaric and Mac. See, Charmed yeah. Original, I like that you brought that up because I agree the same. But, yeah. Well, we're going to now quickly get to our predictions. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. okay. Start, start, start relaying them. Oh, boy. There's so many. Okay. So, the first one is the Landon Raph Hope thing. Is yep. he going to be a good bro and let Raph have hope? Or what's he going to do? 
Oh my god, I don't know. Make it, make it. Say what your gut's saying. I honestly, and I'm praying I'm right, he actually stays with Joe. I agree. I think he's going to stay with Joe. My prediction for sure is that Josie is going to give in to that dark side. I think it's going to take a minute for Landon to get to her. And again, like a theory that has been in our chats that I love is that he is the phoenix. So while she goes to the dark side, he will be the only one that can kind of bring rebirth to her and bring her back to the light. So that's my prediction there. Yeah, I agree. I'm really hoping for the rope. And I hope Landon... <laughs> I hope for Rope, too. Yeah. And I hope Landon pushes Raph that way. Yeah. I just think it's going to take him a minute, but he needs to stay with Joe. She was too big a person for her to lose out, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I actually kind of thought Josie does bring out a good side in Landon, but... Yeah. Well, um, you have any more? Yes. Okay, a couple more. Uh, I'm not sure how Kim is going to stay at the school. I They need to find a way to do that because True. of... MG needs or her. Or even if she just goes to Mystic Falls High with Hope. Yes, maybe. And Freya will probably come back. Um, did you notice that her son is named after Klaus? I did. I yeah. Did. Nick, Nick Klaus, but they so call him cute. Nick. So cute. Really cute Just name. like, um, <laughs> while I'm now blanking on her name, the original's blonde sister, Beck, Rebecca. Rebecca, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She um, always called him Nick. Yes. And I liked that. Yeah, I liked that too. And mm-hmm. last Last but not least, Woo! will Landon remember his mom now? I don't his think mom, that's going to matter. Really? No. Because we're still dealing with Malivore. And the mom was a part True. of all that. So Maybe, the mom could I mean, still play. I mean, that could be a part of everything that he's processing. Yeah, because now he remembers his mom. I'm just it's very saying. Very true, very true. All right. That's I think it. my last prediction, Caleb and, um, I mean, MG and Lizzie, they're done. Okay. Thank God. Yep, that's what I'm saying <laughs> okay. it right now. They're done. All right, Shisha, <laughs> go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Bolly Girl. That's Bolly with B-O-L-L-Y girl. I'm on six different after shows, so make sure to check out my Insta stories where I post about all of them. Yep, and guys, just really want to thank you for joining us this week. I'm so sad that there's not an episode next week, but I want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. May you have a lot of fun off time with your families and you eat lots and lots of food and be thankful for everything. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Shiksha. I'm thankful for Afterbus TV and I'm your host, Haley Graves. You can find me on Twitter at Haley1 Graves 2 and on Instagram at Haley Graves with two S's. That's H-A-L-E-Y-G-R-A-V-E-S-S. And we will see you back here on December 5th. Everyone have a nice holiday. Bye, Thanks, y'all. guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.